are pretty pumped to have on this this lovely day. Uh, the Grindfather himself, uh, the the king of Grindfest, the man who uh, brought it into being. Uh, Terry, thanks for joining us from Colorado, dude. Uh, thanks so much, Thomas. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's it's truly our pleasure. Um, so we're six days out from the longest night of the year, uh, which coincides. You come up with the idea of like gathering a bunch of folks together for a progression run. Did you say, how did I come up with the idea? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Geez. I, I, I don't really know how to answer this question. Um, because I think it, I think it might've came to me in a vision in a dream um, <laughs> <laughs> to be extremely accurate. Um, no, but uh, I mean, my, my last year of college, I remember sitting down and writing like some goals for myself to do getting out of college. Uh, and, and just mm -hmm. even, it might've been an assignment or it might've just been me journaling in my room. I don't remember. And I did, I did write down, start a running event. Um, and it didn't say like, I know I didn't write a simple like neighborhood 5k or anything. It just said running event. Um, and, um, yeah, I moved, so then I moved to Boulder, uh, Colorado just to get a fresh start and, it it sunk in fast like while there's tons of runners in boulder i didn't know that many people yet and i knew i was coming back for christmas and um i was at as many people have probably experienced if you move somewhere new in your 20s it's super lonely so i really wanted to see uh the wisconsin running community and figure out a way that i could actually see everybody um so how did i come up with progression run i don't really even remember I think, I think anyone who, if you have to run just an easy day at the Pettit, you're going to wind up doing a progression run. Uh, and I've always wondered who would win, uh, who would actually last the longest. Um, because from what I remember running with John Luderbach and Tim Thornburg and Evan Cooper and Eric Runsheimer, it was always me that won from what I remember. So <laughs> um, so uh, I wanted to, you know, open it up for uh, the whole community because I knew I couldn't be the best. Um, and so far, it's been John DeWitt. That's the best. So. <laughs> <laughs> the grindmaster, John DeWitt. <laughs> the people's champ. Well, for, the... <laughs> for those who have not uh, partaken in the grind before, take us through a little bit of, of what it is and sort of how, how it plays out. Right. Um, so it's, it is a very organized, um, super organized progression run. Um, <laughs> Thanks to Jeremy <laughs> <Kieser>. <laughs> um, <laughs> people talk about what they're drinking during a podcast. I'm going to take a second to just, um, I'm drinking Dayquil and, uh, ginger tea, um, right now. So, um, <laughs> Sorry if I cough into the phone here, um, but it's an organized progression run. The original run starts at, um, or it started at 6.08 pace uh, per mile. And then you do in the Pettit, which is 0.83 of a mile. 
Um, and then I wrote up this uh, extreme chart where every three laps um, we take off one or two seconds a lap and that slowly just takes the pace down and um, what what you see during the race happening is some people just kind of slowly falling off the back and the pack getting a lot smaller um, and if you've raced it before you know around 520 pace that pack starts to get um, a lot smaller and then around five minute pace it's it's kind of shocking. You're seeing a bunch of people who have been all Americans or have some sort of running sponsorship, um, or who are secretly out grinding, uh, and, and I've just put in so much work to get there. So the, the pack really starts to thin then, and it gets kind of shocking that we're nine miles deep and people are running, um, 450 pace all of a sudden, and all of a sudden it's a really cool race. Uh, <laughs> when it's at six minute pace it's um it's super talkative and entertaining to be in the pack i always like to try and talk a lot um just because i don't know everybody in there and it's fun to meet people uh, in the middle of a of a race with kids heckling you uh on the inside skating <laughs> next to you <laughs> <laughs> How, how, how would you describe it? <laughs> what was that? How many people are we talking on the track at one time? Uh, last year, last year supposedly we had a hundred. Um, so if you picture a three-lane track, uh, there is a hundred of us in a massive pack, um, and I think that's the largest pack that's ever happened until. Um, CIM last weekend. <laughs> Suppose like I think 165 people were running on uh 219 pace for half marathon or something. <laughs> yeah, how many pair of four percenters are we gonna see in the pettit at Grindfest? How many what? How many pairs of uh Nike four percent are we gonna see in the pettit center? Uh we're actually outlawing them this <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh <laughs> laying down the bands yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good question i wonder if anyone will try and complain that uh they should be counted as a lap less and i beat them because oh, I, wow. yes. <laughs> I, I have a pair of carbon x and i feel like they're maybe like three percent um Ooh. okay so, okay so if anyone beats me by a lap and four percenters i still beat you um <laughs> still <we're clear. laughs> <laughs> we'll get working on a conversion table for that yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny so how is this how does it grow from this idea um into the events as it's inspired over the last hard to believe six different uh grind fests yeah uh that's a great that's a great question um because <laughs> I, I mean, when you start something and you just put the idea out there, I remember I sent it out on a Facebook message, um, to about 30 running people that I knew, um, and, and just said, what do you think? You know? Um, and then I asked if, if this were to happen this year, say on December 27th, would you be there? Um, and I want to say, um, I got way more replies out of that than I thought I would. 
and most of it was positive. And then the first year, uh, I just, I paid the 200 or $250 it costs to rent out the Pettit. And I told people, just give me, I don't know, give me $5 if you have it or $10. And I remember winding up with a bunch of twenties, um, not from people saying I'm paying for four people. They're just saying, I like this. Um, here's $20. And I was like, okay, thank you. Um, so (laughs) I think, uh, I think what really made it happen was, um, the people in Milwaukee, the, the original, um, bunch just thought it was so great, um, that, it easily expanded. Um, and I was just reading my, my running log, um, before this, just get a little refresher of maybe I, I left some stuff in there that, um, good. Could let me know, you know, how it started because <laughs> I don't exactly remember. And, uh, it, I thought it was 2014 that I was just about ready to quit running. And it was actually 2013 as well that, that I was ready to quit running. Um, so 2013, I was almost done and Grindfest probably almost didn't happen for that reason. And then in 2014, I, I literally had quit running and um, Thomas, you took it over um, and just sort of without much communication from me made it happen. And it, it grew bigger that year. Um, and I, I think following people sort of started to expect that it was going to happen. And because, because of the time of year, because we have nothing else to do in Wisconsin at that time, uh, because it's goofy, because it really, we really do ask an interesting question um, in between these two seasons, who can win this thing? Because I think, random people have a much better chance than if we did it in May or in uh, early November or something. Um, so I, th- I think because it is interesting to see uh, who could win this thing. And then at the very least, it's just really fun to be in the pack for a half hour. Um, I think that's why it's grown. I, I really, I really couldn't tell you why it's grown. I keep telling um, we have a grind fest, uh, on Facebook Messenger, and we meet over Google Hangouts. We have one later tonight. Um, I keep thinking it's not going to grow more, and there's not much point to making it better. I, I just want it to be Fight Club uh, and <laughs> talk about it and show up. Um, so the the other operators um, always keep pushing to make it so much better for us, um, whereas, whereas I just want to show up and play Rocky um, music. <laughs> and, and <laughs> so I couldn't tell you how it's grown. I, I think it's a lot of people in the community just getting behind it um, and helping because otherwise I would probably keep it the same as it was the first year, which isn't bad, but it's definitely better now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, what it you... seems pretty lucky Yeah, to have <laughs> complimentary skill sets. We got to give shout outs to Brant and Jeremy for lending their computer and organizational abilities. Um, mm-hmm. 
to making us a real event and you know being on the internet and stuff like that now we, we um, would be without results um we, <laughs> we would uh someone would have stolen it from us by now <laughs> yep. uh, or, uh, i would have done something illegal and we would have gotten sued um there's there's lots of reasons that jeremy and brant <laughs> uh, <laughs> have been helpful yeah <laughs> So did you think after, you know, Grindfest 1 in 2013 that you'd be back for six more of these? We'd be doing this coming up on, you know, seven years now? I th- I thought there was a chance, uh, but there were times that um, probably a lot of people have experienced your, your middle 20s can be a disaster. So there were times that I... I was not ready to like be the host and make it greater. And um, had it not been for the community and for um, fellow operators, uh, I don't, I don't think it would have stayed on. I think it would have flamed out. Um, So my answer is yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you guys think this could go? I'm going to include Thomas in this too, since he's an operator, like how big, could we get Grindfest? <laughs> Thomas? <laughs> um, we have a lot of conversations about, like, especially, like, right afterwards, like, how do we open things up and, like, how do we make it more accessible? And, like, you know, adding the second wave at 648 pace is kind of that. Mm-hmm. We feel like that's the sort of push that can kind of bridge those two worlds together a little bit. Um, but, you know, um we think just kind of growing the high profile and we've been so lucky with the, the high level folks, you know, the Brooks Hansen's folks, the Molly Seidel's of the world that have decided to come and, you know, grind Molly paid her entry fee in donuts. Um, <laughs> absolutely awesome. Um, and yes, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's just sort of that's, you know, it might not ever be an 800 person race, um, but we'd love to, you know, continue to have some, some monster studs and some folks <laughs> that people are just excited to watch race. Um, you know, we've heard, you know, Jerry can talk a little bit more about someone reached out from um, Portland saying, Hey, we, we love what you guys are doing. Could we put that on in town here? Um, and like, that's, that's just unbelievable. That's so cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. My, my question is always how many people, in Milwaukee at one time can run six minutes for a mile Um, because um, until we have wave two uh, where you start at 648 per mile, even that is, is fast. Uh, So (laughs) I I don't know if we can get more than a hundred. And as Thomas said, the next thing really is, I wonder if there's other cities. Um, Maybe there's other people hearing this right now who are from Wisconsin, but have moved to a different city and are saying to themselves, I wonder if we start this in our community. Um, and I think I, I would love that um, if that happened. I don't know if we have the power to make it happen ourselves. So if anyone's out there who is uh, interested in not traveling to Milwaukee, but starting it in their own city, um, hit me up at my name. <laughs> on facebook <laughs> put that in the little blurb thing we'll put that in the blurb yeah show notes that would be phenomenal yeah. this was going out at, all across the country a bunch of different cities and states would be phenomenal <clears throat> that'd be great 
I I would like to think that there's not any other indoor facility like the Pettit. So I think if it turned into a competition, like who progressed down the farthest, I think Milwaukee could take it because other people are going to be outside and that's not as nice as the Pettit. So right. right. We have yeah. talked. One of the other intriguing ones is a summer grind fest. Um, we haven't been able to put that together yet, but that's definitely a constant buzz that, you know, if we get the logistics going, we feel like that would be pretty awesome. And I don't know if that'd be getting greedy to do it twice a year, but you know, if we could make it unique or make it a hilly course or something like that, um, <laughs> that's a, that's a little, little teaser taste for, uh, for if we can get something going for a summer, one of these years. Yeah. Who thinks to yeah. come. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give the people what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so terry in addition to being the grind father you've you've had thrown down some like really really impressive grind pass performances like mm-hmm. what's it what's it like being in the pack and what's the secret to your success of being able to to be you know a top 10 guy you know time and time again uh i have been top 10 time and time again um and will continue to be my <laughs> <laughs> My, my, uh, my, my secret to success, uh, in the past has been about 30 to 40 miles a week. Mm -hmm. Um, and belief, uh, a lot of self-belief, um, the, uh, uh, to be more serious. Um, I think like, like I mentioned before I did, I took a, I took a break from running and, uh, I still coached it um, the whole time I coach high school currently. Um, and I still read about running at all times. Um, and I, during my break, I just, I got stronger and I ate a lot of food and I got healthier and, uh, just, um, I think the secret for me (laughs) right now is one altitude. Um, but, uh, but two, it's it's like I, I actually figured out how to uh, listen to my body a little bit. Um, so even right now, I like I was trying to train really hard and get in really good shape, um, and it just wasn't working at all. So the numbers that my neurotic runner brain um, wanted to see uh, just weren't going to happen, and they weren't happening. So I started to ask myself well, what is, what is your body actually telling you? And my body was saying that I was training really hard and even too hard. Um, so I had to just kind of take a break. So, um, my, my secret for, for training right now is, is just figuring out how to, um, kind of biohack almost my body (laughs) in a way that, um, (laughs) I end up, uh, getting kind of the right, um, amount of endurance I'm, I have the ability to move my legs fast. <laughs> um, and, and that's from what I understand, if you do that at altitude and you come down, um, for me, every time it's been kind of shocking and I'm, I'm never, I never, sorry. Yeah. All right. We're back after some millennial technical difficulty. Oh my um, goodness. I know. <laughs> Trouble with our podcast connecting to Boulder. That's as millennial as it gets right there. Um <laughs> I'm here for the coffee. Um, before, <laughs> um, before Terry gets back into talking about um, his um, very methodical and um, really positively body-oriented listening to his training, um, we should point out that Terry was an All-American. Uh, 
I always forget, were you seventh or ninth at uh, NCAAs in 2010 in cross? Uh, ninth. Uh, Nate Steimus okay. was seventh, um, which I'll, I'll never live down. Uh, that was my chance yep. to get him, and I, I did not. <laughs> I get you two confused in so many things uh, that it's, it's not even funny. Turns out it. that his 410-mile PR was worth more than my 426-mile PR. But so far, a no show at Grindfests, but we'd love to have his musical abilities there. That's uh, that's if we get 50 registrants by tomorrow, Nate S will be there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Nate S. Um, so how are you feeling about this year's Grindfest, both from a logistical standpoint and from from your racing perspective as you're sipping on some (laughs) equal or equal here? Um, as, as far as how it's going to run, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, last year was a surprise with numbers. So if we don't get as many as last year, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering who's all going to be there. I'm really excited to just um, basically when, when we get Grindfest going, you you get there a little bit early, you start setting stuff up, and then um, all these people start rolling in that you're very excited to see. Uh, so uh I, i'm never super stressed about having having it go because i know we'll just tell people what the pace chart is um scotty wolter uh and danny Mockmuller will be running um the sign this year uh so with, with those two we're in good hands and then it just comes down to I, I know it will happen so i never get too worried and i'm more excited to just see friends i haven't seen in a long time um yeah and then Yes, I'm I'm on the Dayquil currently, um, and <laughs> seem to be the Nyquil. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm not I'm not super worried. Um, I some sometimes even like the day before I can be really sick, and I generally know that about five minutes before the race I'll forget about it and I'll feel fine. So I just hold out for that. Um, my fitness right now, I think I'm I'm somewhere between. Caitlin Tui and El Garouge. Um, I, <laughs> I feel, I feel great. Um, <laughs> I've run, um, 800 more miles this year than I did last year. Um, and, uh, I have a marathon under my belt now, which went great for about 18 miles. Um, and that's about eight miles less than I plan to run at Grindfest, so I, I feel like I'm ready to go. <laughs> Fear nothing. <laughs> awesome. uh, are either of you two planning on running? I, uh, I can, oh, I'm, I'm planning ahead, on running. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm two weeks into training for 2020 races, so it'll be okay. I'm not expecting too much. Just go out there and try to grind. See how much I can hurt. The, the progression runs a little long for I'm... me. If it was like a a three or four lap progression, I I'd like my chances a lot better. But a ten mile progression is kind of rough. So I was going to the... say you kind of walk around in four thirty shape. I feel <laughs> like. <laughs> 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 and Spence, what did you uh, close uh, that progression run at the Pennant Center in college? In? Do you remember what your last mile was oh, there? Uh, 
Was it like four thirty six or four thirty eight or something like that? I think it, I think it was in the four thirties. So. But yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely under four forty because Malcolm Gladwell was there. Watching <laughs> <that show>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if I can let my OCD go, I'll I'll jump in. Um, I've got a, a decent. I've got a few more weeks in Spencer under my belt, but not enough that it's not going to stop him from kicking my butt. Um, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I had a really good time grinding last year. So um, we'll kind of see as long as I can keep my old man body healthy for another six days here. That's, you know, it sounds like a really good uh, time. I'm, so. I'm remembering the uh, 5,000 meter progression run in the WEAC indoor conference meet of 2011, um, where you closed, I closed, I think, 436, and I wasn't even close to you. Um, so you must have closed really fast during that one. Um, do you have any? Do you have any secret plans to do that again? <laughs> Oof, John, uh, you beat yeah, John Dewitt on that I'm, day. <laughs> it might be my last uh, heads up W against John Dewitt too. Um, you know, I'm about two thousand miles short this year on what I probably did that year, uh, and. Uh, set my altitude tent uh, up again so 3, maybe if i can get that short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well we did minutes too so i mean yeah that's like <laughs> you know like eight million hours <laughs> so um <laughs> one of those years we'll try to get back there and uh relive the glory days <laughs> awesome well you want to spencer you want to fire off uh, some rapid fire questions uh, to our, our fun yes here? let's start with the Grindfest theme, what's your favorite Grindfest memory? Ooh, uh, can I share two? Yes, of course. Okay. Oh, man, there's not strict rules with this. I'm so, so surprised. <laughs> uh, year, year one, uh, John Simons is, has been the only person to ever use the one lap bathroom break rule. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, if you happen to get the trots in the middle of a race, uh, you are allowed to leave the race for a lap. As long as you enter back into the race within a lap, um, you're good. So you can go to the bathroom as long as it happens in a lap. Um, what was controversial about his was that he did it when it was, I think the pace had gone under five minute pace at that point. Um, so it could look like he was trying to take a break. Um, so that year referee, Mike Clark followed him into the bathroom and confirmed, um, <laughs> was, was legit um <laughs> i think were you guys both at that one <laughs> i that's the one grind the same yeah. i was not there okay <laughs> um yeah so that's my favorite memory and then the second one has to be um the come from behind victory um for john dewitt beating uh ian lemire in the last probably five yards um that must have been Ian, I think must have had him gapped by 20 meters. Uh, and maybe with 30 meters left, uh, John made up that whole gap and it was incredible. <laughs> That's my favorite memory as well. I can't believe uh, Dewey. I don't think of Dewey as a kicker, but just closing down. It was, yeah, the pettit center went crazy. That was nuts. Was awesome. <laughs> I don't think we'll have a, a racing moment to beat that one. I don't know. I don't. That, think that one was <laughs> was incredible. Things to strive for, I guess. <laughs> yep. 
I think that was the first year that we were on the Sidious Mag podcast, and I was sure that they were going to think it was yeah. just to like, <laughs> get maximum exposure. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, so what uh, what pace does it start to hurt for you at, Terry? Like, what's your critical spot in, in Grindfest to, to get Ooh, through? Ooh, I, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real. Um because of because of altitude it rarely hurts more than an easy run going up a 10-foot hill um (laughs) usually usually i'm just not fast enough and i fall off the back and i just can't do anything about it um so uh i know i i think for me i can hurt for maybe like six to eight laps like when I start, when it starts getting pretty bad, that's about the amount of time I have left. Um, and, and that's happened at different paces every year. Cause I've come in with sometimes 30 miles a week, sometimes 55, um, sometimes 20. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it changes every year and yeah, I think for the pack as a whole, like I was saying before, 520 pace, most people fall off and then five minute pace almost everybody falls off um so if, if you're listening out there and you're wondering how do i like get my face on cds mag um live stream make it under a five minute pace and there will only be like 10 people left at the most <laughs> i've uh, i've been in the pack with you um so I know you're a chatterbox, especially yeah. when things start early. <laughs> yeah. What's what's your go-to conversation starter? Um, uh, you know, sometimes it's trash talk. Um, I, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe maybe you comment on someone someone's calves not looking like they're doing very good or maybe they're they're pushing off harder with one leg than the other leg and, and you can tell you know, it looks like you're getting cramps, man. What's going on? <laughs> um, some, sometimes you're talking about the ugly sweater uh, that they're wearing. Um, usually, usually it's just saying hi. How are you doing? Um, <laughs> you, you you can even ask like, how was college this year for you? Um, you? You can have some deep conversations in the middle of the pack, um, because at, you know at least until. I think I think I'll ask deeper questions until like five thirty pace, and then at five thirty pace, it's more just comments. Um, and then at you know around five fifteen, it's trash talk. Um, <laughs> it's an evolution. There's one point where I'm like a nice guy, and then there's other points where <laughs> um, this this needs to be said. Um, last year, I was asking uh, Alex Rink how he was doing. We, we both made it under a five minute pace and uh, I was asking him how he was doing, if he was going to last. And um, basically we were both saying like, we, I don't have much left. And like, I think I made it sound like I was going to drop out at the same time as him. Uh, and, and I, I didn't. <laughs> so, so he dropped out and then uh, <laughs> this is a dirty move. <laughs> And then uh, he dropped out and technically I beat him, but the next lap I was like, you know, I don't know, 15 yards off the back of the pack. So I clearly should have dropped out. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It all depends who's around me. 
<laughs> That's insightful for all the grinders out there. Just don't listen to Terry's trash talk. He's just trying to get in your head. If if you're breathing heavy, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to pretend like I'm not breathing heavy after that. <laughs> uh, do you tell people in your like real life about grind? Uh, it's, it's on my dating profile. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I think it depends on the person. It really depends on the person, whether or not, um, we're going to talk about it. Cause some, some people, um, you know, they, they will not care at all. If it's, if it's a runner person, if I'm in, um, a, a pack of runners in Boulder. Um, sometimes I will talk about it. Sometimes I won't. Um, well, people just father, uh, and I say, yeah. Um, and that's <laughs> no one's ever done that. <laughs> so few people know what it is. <laughs> um, especially out here, almost no one, no, no one knows who it is. So, or what it is. Um, so, yeah, it's not talked about very often. <laughs> in we got to change. Oh, we we do have to change that. We do. Yeah, you got to get one started out there. I, I got a, I got a tattoo um, of it, but yeah, <laughs> it's on my low back. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> People are gonna be looking for that grind fest though. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to run in Wisconsin and in Colorado? Um, ooh, that's that's very difficult. Um, I don't I don't know if everybody knows this that Stevens Point actually has a, an amazing trail system called the Green Circle Trail. Um, it, I think it's thirty miles worth of crushed gravel. Um, so if I if I had the choice, I think I would run on we we called it uh kenyan which is our it was our 12 mile long run route in stevens point um that that has a lot of nostalgia for me so i would probably run on that um for wisconsin um last time we ran on it was the day after our alumni race um in 2018 where we beat the college kids and then the next day we also tried to beat them on the long run and it got it got <laughs> terrible for me um i might have had like three white claws the day before uh and <laughs> i can't hang i'm not a person who drinks so <laughs> that long run was miserable <laughs> um okay I, because you asked about my most recent long run also on that. <laughs> but uh, in Colorado, my favorite route would be in Rollinsville, which is um, west of Boulder. And it's it's been called like half a long run because you run up from 8,500 feet to about 9,200 feet. Um, and it's a consistent uphill and it's just gorgeous and um then you run back down with 700 feet of drop um and it it feels really easy um so a lot of people don't call it a legitimate long run but it's it's probably the prettiest um 
long run spot in my opinion, but I haven't seen them all yet. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of Steven's points, uh, can you give us your best Rick Witt impersonation? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so today, um, we have, uh, all the players are here. We got North central in, uh, red and white. We got Claire <laughs> coming at the meet. Um, they're wearing white and navy. Uh, we got to watch out for Ashcash. Uh, Willie Call is going to be out there. Uh, I don't have a golf cart this time to run him over, uh, but uh, <laughs> but they'll be out there. And uh, and and then here's a here's some post race. Uh, well, Terry, uh, I can tell you're you're disappointed. You gave it, but uh, today you sucked. Uh, you just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um did you guys ever hear about the let's run thread where someone said that uh he ran over willie call with a golf cart (laughs) what i have but i think we need to just share this gospel (laughs) um this was during this must have been 2009 and if you sorry my my throat's going sick um and so if you don't know who Willie Call is. He was one of the best. Oh man. My voice <clears throat> my voice might just leave. Okay. Hey, it's back. Uh Willie Call is one of the best runners in Division Three at the time. I think he had a like fourteen twenty five KPR. And um he he was the guy who was just out in front of the pack and he he looked like he was just skipping along and it was super easy for him. Um so <clears throat> Willie Call dropped out of the Oshkosh uh, like what, what's their invite called? Their big, big one used to be Brooks. Um, now I think it's like AAE or college town or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So. You, you know, the big invite in the middle of the year with 500 people. Um, so he, he dropped out of that. People were, um, spreading rumors, trying to guess why he dropped out. Um, and someone wrote, uh, that they had seen Rick Witt on a golf cart, um, and that Rick had actually run him over and that's how, <laughs> which, um, like if, if you, if you don't know Rick Witt super well, and you're listening to this, he's, um, my college coach, great guy. Um, he, he wears a lot of Argyle, really bright socks, um, and the coolest shoes you've ever seen always. Um, and he spends his whole summer golfing as, as far as we know, like he just golfs all summer. Um, so whoever, whoever wrote this, um, I would, I would love to know, <laughs> but whoever wrote it, like actually knows, <laughs> knows Rick Witt pretty well because he would somehow find his way onto a golf cart. And, um, it is hilarious to think that maybe he ran over Willie call. Um, <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rick <Yep>. Witt. <laughs> An absolute gem. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotta gotta stop me before I start going. There's too many stories. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to pull folks out to the after party at Grindfest to be able to hear a little bit more of the, the Rick Witt greatness. Um I guess last uh 
rapid fire question for you is, um, you know, why do you think Grindfest is, is so meaningful and gets so many people to come out, not just to race, but to spectate? What's it, what makes it so special? Um, well, the, the original intent was, um, for fun and community. And I think that's what, I think that's what everyone finds there. It is a, it's, it's just a group of us, um, really enjoying ourselves, enjoying company, um, of all our, our favorite runners around in the area. Um, really. So I, I think it's part curiosity. Um, it's part, um, just enjoyment. I, I know that, um, I thoroughly enjoy, <laughs> uh, just walking in and getting to sit around and kind of, even if I don't, um, haven't met somebody I know most running names so it's really fun to meet everybody and uh, I think that's what everyone else likes about it um, we, we could probably just have a have a get together uh, without a competition maybe and still have great success and have a lot of people come out to run so um, yeah I don't know do you have do you have an idea for that why it's meaningful, Spencer, you too. <laughs> I guess for, for me, I think it's meaningful just because of the close-knit running community in Wisconsin. Um, yeah. I think the the WEAC and the Division three level collegiately helps with that, how close the relationship you guys have between competitors. Um, but yeah, just like you said, people just want to come hang out and do it over runners. We're competitive in nature for the most part and compete against some of their friends. Um, it's a nice time of year where people are home for the holidays. And I think that just drives people to go want to hang out with people that are like-minded and they enjoy being around. Yeah. It's, it's such a positive place. Like there's so much excitement and like so many people like really comfortable being themselves. Um, like the people that are the, you know, Olin Hacker fan club, <laughs> or like the guys, the Superman bits a couple of years ago. Um, like it's just like, <laughs> you can come and really be where you are and like just embrace the super dorkness of running. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just like just great human beings across the board. Um, and then it seems like competitively it's in that sweet spot where it's, you know, something that if you want to make it really competitive, you can make it really competitive. If it's something where it's just a goof to go running, like it kind of catches the sweet spot for, I think a lot of different folks. And that's, that's a rare thing. So it's, it's really cool to have it. Yeah. I, and I think it's uh it's probably, I mean, I, I know for me, it's really fun to look at the pack and, and point out all the All-Americans, all the semi-professional people. And maybe the next best thing about that is that um, we're all running in a pack together and everyone is pretty down to earth and cool enough to say hi to each other. Um, so there's not much hierarchy in the race. Um, and that's something that I also really enjoy. Um, because I don't think anyone really means for there to be hierarchy ever. Um, but sometimes it feels like you can't approach someone because they're fast. Um, and that's just not, it's not true. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, that's always been an enjoyable part for me. Um, is that it's, yeah, it's a big group of friends. <laughs> Definitely. So. Well, we're excited to see who comes out and, you know, gets to run and race side by side with some 
great runners and great humans and just, just be a part of the grind this year. So um, Terry, thanks a ton for, for being with us uh, and, you know, keep, uh, keep pounding that NyQuil, DayQuil combination. And um, we're really, really excited to see what this year brings. Thanks, Thomas. Now that you're trying to end this, can I bring up uh, one, one more thing? <laughs> <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming you've listened to the Sidious Mag podcast. Uh, on occasion, I've listened to like probably a half dozen. So there is, there is a question at the end of this podcast. Every time that Chris Chavez <laughs> asks everybody where, where they say, um, let me make sure I phrase this right. I think it's, you have 25 shots from half court. Um, if you, if you make one in that 25, um, you win, uh, five million dollars and then if you don't make any you go to prison for the rest of your life or something like that <laughs> um did you guys am i for am i saying this right <laughs> it's so, it's I around yeah i don't i forget the details but it's around yeah. like yeah 25 shots 25 million or 25 years in prison or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. what what would you guys do what what's your answer for that one <laughs> Because this to me is like a no-brainer, one-sided choice. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go first, Thomas? Yeah, I'm I'm fairly risk-averse, and I got cut from my seventh-grade basketball team. So you know, I'm just gonna just be excited and cheer from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, I I don't do it. I I've got an extravagant lifestyle that I don't need to a twenty-five million dollars to afford. So. <laughs> I I do think I would make one of those shots. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think I would, but I have a son now, so I got to say no. Like, I I can't go to jail <laughs> for twenty five years and leave him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hmm, that's that's a tie up that I just don't have. <laughs> <laughs> so so what are you doing, Terry? Uh, so to me, so, um, I have an official teaching job now, so I sometimes will do this, um, with students, but I did it when I was a sub also, I'll stand at the half court line and, and I'll say to kids, um, if I make this, you guys have to do 40 push ups, And if I miss this, um, I, I have to do 40 and you can, you can rub it in my face as I do. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's seriously like 50, 50 that I'll make it and they'll, I'll have to do push ups. <laughs> So, wow. so I'm taking the shot no matter where I am in the court. I have the same percentage chance of making it like layup or it doesn't matter. <laughs> wow. Not to say that I'm good at shooting, but just to say like, I, it's better than 4%, um, which, you know, if you get 25 shots, 4%, whatever chance. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm taking it. Um, and not that I need money either. Do it for like fifty bucks. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, bring it on, Chris Chavez. I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's let's make this thing happen right. now. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're in Milwaukee, we'll uh, we'll make it happen, and uh, Terry, you can take Bruce Denton literally and uh, take your shot. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's let's end this thing. <laughs> Cool. Spencer, you want All to right. thanks a lot, Terry, for uh, <laughs> chatting this this evening with us. A little awkward and weird with the the phone conversation, which but it worked out really well. So I'm happy we mm -hmm. made it happen. Um, mm -hmm. So thanks to all our listeners out there. 
remember to trust the process and everything's funner with Wisconsin runner. <laughs> Thanks.